1: This, so this here's... A Wait, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All about how... Yeah. yeah. um So, you know, it's funny that... Uh, okay, so it's not funny, but it is kind of funny that this is not the first time that we forgot an entire date existed. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, because... It, for the, so for those of you listening uh, at home, you might remember last week when we were reviewing the movie Pig and we were like well, it's the last one of July, and <laughs> here we are. Um, and uh, it's definitely not, because it happened on July 24th, and there's a whole nother Sunday it's, happening. Th- there's... there's ass-
1: so, in in part, uh, I, I attribute it to us making the decision to be less like we're going to have this whole, uh, you know, upcoming list of episodes that we, we curate... Uh, that we were doing over on on dot for a while, we decided not to to do that anymore um so I, I mostly attribute it to that like we're we're winging it and it works fine we're we're usually organized enough that it's fine we we pay attention to how many weeks are in a month, but then like, I also particularly feel like I should have gotten this one right because next Sunday is my brother's birthday
0: <laughs> well, yeah, so okay, yeah, so that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those, like, yeah, you should know that date.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, uh, th- this reminds me of that Parks and Rec episode uh, where um, April kept scheduling all of Ron's appointments to March 31st. And he's like, why would you do that? And she's like, I didn't think March 31st was a real date. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at right now. Kind of. Yes. Uh,
1: July 31st. Somebody made that up
0: somebody uh, that can't be real uh, 30 days as just every single month right like that's just how how it should be um so here we are Hi. and uh you know what it, uh, since we forgot it we might as well uh go big oh. uh so that being said <laughs> hello and welcome to the never End of It podcast i'm your host michael fight
1: and i'm caleb and he said the thing
0: <laughs> Within, <laughs> it was in like minutes. I was like, oh, there, there it is. He's, he said the thing. You know, it, it, so here's the thing. So this movie stars Samuel L. Jackson. Very excited. Um, you know, just last week we got um, San Diego Comic Con notorious for um, announcing huge projects right and Uh, dc marvel everything
1: i'm just starting to to get caught up on everything like i saw everyone start to share the trailers while i was doing something i don't remember it was probably nothing i was probably stoned at playing video games (laughs) if we're being honest uh i saw everyone start to share the trailers uh yesterday or the day before whenever it started happening i was like i will get to them when when they're all done I'll yeah. just I'll watch them all at once. I'll watch them in my my Monday morning news roundup or something like that when when I go back to work tomorrow. Uh, but I watched the I watched the Wakanda Forever trailer without the sound on just to to see what what they were gonna gonna tease. And I'm very excited. We get some some very obvious hints at uh, at Iron Heart, which our listeners will know that I'm super stoked at. I mean, uh, not even hints. Literally just iron
0: heart like you see her banging out the heart for, yeah. her, for her crap <laughs> like, which is
1: awesome ah, there it is. it's like there she is uh yeah. and then of course you know obviously the 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 big news that everyone's talking about is mostly the the next couple of phases of the the mcu which understandably so uh we'll be talking about it a lot i'm sure uh oh, yeah. but uh lesser known but still big amongst our circle of friends um uh, the uh, the announcements out of Paramount for the Star Trek universe, uh, which I just watched the Lower Deck season three trailer. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, the- yeah,
0: that's another one of those shows. I got I got to catch up on all the other Star Trek properties, like the new ones, because I've only watched Strange New Worlds.
1: I haven't finished Prodigy. That's the only one that I haven't watched all of yet. Um, but I'm I'm told that. Uh, I'm told that's a give it time, give it a give it a few episodes one, okay. uh, which I, you know it's it's specifically geared towards younger uh, audiences, uh, so it it definitely feels less like Star Trek than the other ones, but. Uh, I'm told that it, it, it still has a good good spirit of adventure, uh, but the uh, the lower De- lower decks is great uh, in general in that like adult animation uh, class. Uh, but there is a uh, a Deep Space Nine gag in the trailer that is just chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, I love it. Uh, and speaking of Strange New Worlds, I hear that uh, there's going to be a crossover with Lower Decks, which I'm <laughs> incredibly excited about because I have no idea how the fuck that works given that yeah. they, they, they don't <laughs> exist at the same like time a, and a, a one Roger of them is <laughs> I
0: You know, I could see like, you know, I mean, Strange New Worlds just like, uh, you know, um, The Next Generation uh, sometimes just had those really wacky episodes mm-hmm. and I could see them getting pulled into a world where everything is animated. <laughs> or, I mean, they could just do it the, the like, practical way and just have the characters exist in the world yeah. and just call it a day, you know, have them be live action. But it would be so much funnier if they were animated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Boimler and uh, Mariner uh, just showing up live action would be interesting. I mean, I would be curious to see how they cast that, but, like... Pike and crew suddenly becoming animated would be amazing.
0: (laughs) Would also be really. I mean, they they did that whole like fantasy episode, so like, it's not like they're not gonna be into silly things. So I I I think I we could see it. That's
1: like Star Trek at its at its heart has always been willing to embrace a little bit of silliness, and that's part of why I love it so much. And so like, 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 I don't honestly care in advance how they do it. I know it's going to be a treat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so on top of the Star Trek news, you know, we got tons of DC news and we got tons of Marvel news and news that specifically revolves around Samuel L. Jackson, who is the star of uh, our movie for today. And uh, I just know, you know, we haven't gotten the um, uh, the trailer yet for um, uh, Secret Invasion, uh, which is the next series we'll see uh him in which apparently in the trailer they showed, uh he was looking pretty beat up. so Ooh. uh this is it's gonna be pretty exciting to see what the deal is because last we saw him, the real him he's in space hanging out on the uh on the space sword. so, uh, we'll, 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 see what happens with that. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to talk about the movie big game. Now this movie came out in 2014 and I think this is really interesting because this definitely came out at the height of Marvel Avengers, Sam Jackson. And like, I didn't hear a lot about this movie. Like I vaguely recall like seeing things about it, but I don't know if it was just stumbling across it and streaming.
1: No, I but,
0: like, I don't remember this being talked about.
1: I hadn't heard it until you pointed it out the other day, and I had to go seeking if like when it came out. Because I'm like this, it feels like maybe it's relatively new, but I absolutely didn't hear about it. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I guess maybe toss that up to the fact that it's it's coming out of Finland, and we don't really get a lot of Finnish cinema on our radar. This is true, uh, but you know who uh, was the director and writer for this? Who? It
0: was uh, none other than uh, Jamari Halander who did Rare Exports. Of course, it was. Yeah, Fuck like it. <laughs> <laughs> like once you know that, you're like, oh yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, if you have not uh, one watched Rare Exports, absolutely go watch Rare Exports. Yeah. What a just batshit amazing, insane movie. And uh, two, go listen to our episode about Rare Exports as we uh, talk about this this uh, Finnish movie, um, which was it, it, Rare Exports was great, it, and uh, it was knowing that it you connect the dots here.
1: It's like going back to like that neither one of us really had, had heard of this or like it, it didn't really receive any, receive any fanfare. I was looking at the uh, the the numbers on this budget: eight and a half million euros. I don't know yeah. what the uh, the 2014, uh, exchange rate would have been, but Euro and the U S dollar tend to trend pretty close to one another. So reasonably similar between probably seven to $10 million. Uh, uh-huh. U S and Canada gross, $24,752. So not really a shock that we didn't hear about it because apparently it did nothing here.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, but but funny enough, with eight point five million euro budget, it is the most expensive finished film ever, which I think is really interesting. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. Uh, You know, for that, uh, I think that's uh, um, I I think that's crazy that it's that's not a lot of uh, money. But also at the same time, like it was the most amount of money for a a Finnish film. So I don't know what's going on in in Finland, but like if they need bigger budget movies, we'll figure it out. We can, we'll make it work. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So this is right off the bat. I mean, literally five minutes into the movie, one of the characters says big game. And it was just like, ah, gotcha.
1: (laughs) What kind of game are you hunting? Big game. Big game. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, he <boy>. did it. <laughs> he did the thing. <laughs> uh, and of course, this is our, our, our villain, or as we're presented to him, the, the villain Hazar, uh, played by uh, Mehmet Kurtulis, Uh, who, if you were to ask me to describe this person to someone who has never seen him uh, in a way that they would be able to visualize, imagine if someone told Nicolas Cage, be Chris Evans. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: you, you sent that to me and I was like,
1: yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Especially, especially like Chris Evans in the gray man, um, which just came out. Like, it's very much like, yeah, I mean, you know, is that, like, like, super the cool serious,
1: like chiseled. Yeah. And-
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, the thing is about this and this is kind of jumping ahead a lot, but like Mehmet, or, or Hazar, Hazar being the the seemingly big bad of the movie, he doesn't really do much. No, like he doesn't ever really get into action. He does like one scene, and immediately you know just
1: gets you know
0: fla- slapped around, and it was kind of like, oh, well, that was anticlimactic. Uh, Well, as we learn,
1: he's he's something of a misdirect. He's more of a a hired gun than than the actual big bad, even though he presents as being the leader of this group at first. Uh, And where have I last seen that? Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nobody cared about me until I put on the mask. mask. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know. But it's kind of weird because the way this movie ends, it makes you feel like. Either you're like, wait, it, so is there more movie? Like, are, are you going to... Oh, my God, like, is, yes. is someone going to tell me about this? Or, like, is there a big game, too, that I just don't know about?
1: <laughs> I think that there's supposed to be more movie, because IMDb lists the runtime of this film as an hour 50. Uh, when we both watched it on HBO Max, right? Max yep. Plus... Ultra, whatever. Uh, yeah. HBO Max Plus Ultra. Plus
0: Ultra.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, My
0: Hero Academia.
1: <laughs> well, we both watched it. It was an hour 26, which means that there are roughly 25 minutes of this film missing.
0: Yeah, because the movie ends and you get the reveal of who the bad guy was all along, but they never resolve that whatsoever. So you're still kind of like, but that's bad though, right? Because like, he's going to go back home and be like, Whoa! That was weird. Those terrorists attacked me, and all the people are going to be like, "Yeah, <laughs> a
1: awkward." Hashtag we release the, the Holander cut. Am I right? Let's I let's get right. this going, people.
0: If anybody needs it, it's it's this because, <laughs> damn, that was such a weird ending. We'll we'll get to it. So, uh, the movie. <sighs> The, so the movie kind of has these two plots that intersect and I think they do it really well. So the 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 big plot is um Askari is a a young child, he's a 12-year-old boy who lives in this Finnish community and uh, his family he comes from a long line of hunters. Um they have this, you know, very uh, um strong sort of Um, uh, Like culture of of like, okay, you know, you're 12 years old, we're gonna send you off for 24 hours, you kill something using this, you know, old bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. And then we come back in 24 hours and find you and hopefully one, you're still alive. And two, like, this is your rite of passage. Uh, You have to you have to kill something. And uh, it's the story is of him and his dad Tapio and Tapio is kind of like giving him hints as to like where the big game is Mm -hmm. not related. (laughs) Uh, We have a secret
1: spot. It's the the red X that I marked on this map. There's there's sure to be big game there.
0: Yep, so that's where he sends his son as kind of like a wink-wink. And it kind of reminded me, too, of that scene in uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire where Harry goes into the maze and then you see uh, Mad-Eye Moody be, like, pointing, (laughs) like, go that way. Because it kind of, like, felt that way. He was like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be telling you this, but, like, wink-wink, go that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And later we learned there's a whole scenario about that that um, I thought was really interesting. So, separately from that, so so the boy, you know, heads off, and, uh, you know, the first thing that he's supposed to do is he's supposed to draw the bow, because it's this, like, old bow. Like, it's a full-on, like, string bow, not, like, a compound bow or, or like, a modern hunting bow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's supposed to draw the string all the way, and he can't, and it's kind of an ordeal, and his dad goes to, like, the guy who's in charge and he's like, look, man, like, just just send him, okay? Like, just send him, he'll be fine. And he's like, whatever, dude, like, you're lost, literally. Like, yeah. being like your kid's gonna die. Um, and, you know, finally, they're like, okay, you're good. Go off into the world. Come back in 24 hours. You know, the forest uh, gives you what you deserve. You know, you'll. You, it's a harsh, and you'll, it gives you what you deserve.
1: Yeah, there's a really interesting speech from one of the, like, the... The elders of this group uh, talking about their their traditions and about the the forest and how harsh it is and it's like oh this is kind of neat a little a little towards the the toxic masculinity side but like it's neat when you think about it from a a, a perspective of tradition okay all right I'm sold let's go
0: yeah you know <laughs> I I was kind of thinking that at first and then I was like yeah but like. This this is a nation of hunters. Yeah. Like they don't they can't just they're not just driving to Target to get, you know, frozen meals. Like they are legit living off of the land, you know, they're living in, you know, little like campers yeah. and stuff. So like I was like, yes, but yeah, they, I mean, like it kind of works.
1: They make it a point several times to um to really highlight how isolated this area is.
0: Yeah. So. yeah I mean it is literally just legit in the middle of the woods of Helsinki uh, um, area because they do say specifically they're over Helsinki So now we we jump to uh, we're inside Air Force One um, and we see a secret service agent um Morris played by uh, Ray Stevenson Which, um, not not the not the uh, the streak guy did you the, recognize uh, him though? Um, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, what's his name from Thor?
1: Well, yes, he's what's his name from Thor, but he was also Governor Scott Buxton in RRR which I just rewatched oh, last night with Ellen. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? Oh, my God. I thought he looked familiar.
1: Oh, fuck. That is great. I saw him. I was like, wait a second. Who is this motherfucker? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Good. That was,
0: yeah. Another movie, which if you have not watched, you need to stop this podcast right now and go watch RRR.
1: It's true. We understand It's it's important that you do that.
0: We will sacrifice the listen for RRR because that was pure cinema at its best. And if that doesn't win a million awards, even if they're only European ones, I don't care. It deserves a million awards. And
1: we'll be here when you get back.
0: Yeah, we'll be here. We'll see you in three hours. uh, Welcome back. Because this is (laughs) (laughs) pre-recorded. So welcome back. Thanks for uh, going to watch that movie. Very fantastic. So uh, now we're in Air Force One, and we're seeing Morris, uh, who, um, you know, we see him without a shirt on. We see he has a scar, uh, a really big scar on his chest. You know, we see that he's struggling to kind of get his uniform on. Um, You know, he's he's chomping on seemingly pain pills. Um, You know, he puts his... uh,
1: I will yeah. never be okay with seeing people take pills without water in movies and TV. Like, why the fuck do they do that? Dude,
0: I listen, man. Like, if I, like, accidentally taste one of my pills, I want to vomit. It's the most bitter, gross thing in the world, and I can't imagine just putting it in my mouth and, like, chomping it and swallowing it. Like, gross, I'm like,
1: there's the, like, yes, they all taste like absolute, like, burned trash, and, like, chewing them is something I can't even fathom. But then, like, there's the people who just, like, throw them back and just swallow them, like... How? What what sort of creature are you? How... How? How damp is your mouth? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a, it is a, a swamp of sorts. Uh, a, a, a large reservoir of water awaiting a pill. Uh yeah, so so Morris is is uh um uh getting dressed and separately we see a helicopter full of mercenary looking type people i don't know and they're flying over and that's you know where they land they start setting up the helicopter pilot is like what are you guys hunting and he's like game and he's like big game (laughs) uh and that's where the line i was like ah you know i did the leo thing um and uh first off the scene sets up kind of the insanity of this movie Because he's like, oh, you know, he pulls off like these huge binocular type things. Hazar does, he's sitting in his little chair. And, uh, you know, the the helicopter pilot who is not part of this group is like, oh, what's that? Is that like a big, is that like a scope or something? And he's like, oh, actually, it's a tracking device for this Chinese rocket launcher thing. And he's like, uh, what? (laughs) And he's like, oh yeah, blah, blah. It'll totally take down a bunch of civilian aircraft. But then again, he's like, um are you guys terrorists at which i think this was such a great line he was like well you look terrified so i guess we are i was like what a good line (laughs) like holy shit that's some (laughs) clever writing right there so they tell him to run he starts running and they shoot him with a fucking rocket
1: launcher (laughs) they let him get like half a mile away too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just to test the tracking system on the missiles, <laughs> which I, like it, it's super fucked, but it's also hilarious. It's also
0: hilarious. He blew him up with a rocket launcher and then just sent like missile test was good. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? That is so. That is uh, indiscriminate violence. <laughs> <laughs> right hey. there yeah oh god that's wonderful so
1: <laughs> disproportionate so, responses i believe oh, yeah, is what dis- you're looking
0: dis- for. yeah i always forget the name of that uh <laughs> that patrol disproportionate response uh fantastic um so you know, so we find out that it is uh, Morris uh, who is in fact, which they kind of hinted at it. So as Morris gets all ready, he goes in and talks to the president, um, who is Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson makes a reference to like, oh man, I'd rather, which is also like such an obs- like kind of over the top response. He's like, hey, I'd I'd rather take a bullet than go do these talks, and he's like. Oh, that's awkward because you took a bullet for me. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he was like, goddamn oh, tact.
1: He says, like, that was insensitive. I'm yeah. sorry,
0: man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, doing your job. And then he's like, hey, it sucks that they're going to retire you because of, you know, taking the bullet for me. And Morris is like, yeah. Anyways. And it, 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 it does kind of suck because like, as soon as I saw Morris, I was like, Oh, he's, he's the man on the inside. Like That's, obvious.
1: It's like when it, when he first starts out, he could just be the, like, I've, I'm too old for this shit, but like gets yeah. one last heroic mission in type, or he could be the I'm disgruntled and I'm going to get my payout and leave type. Uh, and it doesn't take long to, to realize that like he's the latter.
0: He he is definitely the latter. It was ve- it was very unfortunate because I was like, oh, like you know he's gonna be the guy to like, I don't know maybe try to protect the president. But then I was thinking about it, I was like no because it's the kid. I was like so it's gotta be. I was like damn it he's he's gotta be the the guy on the inside or the bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
0: uh, we see Morris getting everything ready. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, the people down on the ground, they shoot the missile up and, uh, hit the plane. All the shit starts going bonkers. Morris is like, we got to go, like protect the president. He puts the president in like the little capsule thing, shoots him off and then sends all the secret service agents off to parachute after him. However, he has zip tied all of their parachutes. Womp. So they can't activate their parachutes and they essentially just fall to their death, uh, to which he jumps out and makes his way to uh, Hazar. Um, now, meanwhile, uh, uh, askari our, our young boy on his uh, right, uh, rite de passage, uh, is uh, witnessing the planes exploding over his head and he's like, what the hell? You know, the plane crashes around him. He sees the capsule but this was actually funny. He thought it was an alien yeah. and I thought that was really funny.
1: <laughs> he like he throws a rock at the the landing pond and then like goes and knocks on it. hears a knock back. It was like, "Ah, god." And then like from within you see uh the fog like the uh the president is writing out the code for the door, uh which I think it's interesting that they make that pod like only open from the outside. It feels like Yeah. Like, yes, okay, like, sit tight and wait for rescue, sure, but, like, what if you really badly needed to get out of the thing?
0: Right, like, what if it's on fire? What if you're the only, what if you know you're the only, like, you landed somewhere where no one is gonna be there? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Like, I agree with you. I think being stuck. But also, why was it 1492? Because that was the year Columbus set sail. Okay.
1: (laughs) So it's a little. I don't know if this stuff is is tongue in cheek or if it's just the like you know if you go to another country and you browse through the American section of the grocery store how like nothing is right like yeah. nothing is okay. at, at all American. Uh, sure. The reason I say that is because when the president hands over his passport to prove to the kid that he is who he say says he is and like his name and that he is the president of the United States and that he is in fact human. His passport says president of the United States on it. And I don't know if the president gets reissued a special passport that says that, but it felt like it wasn't supposed to be there. It Uh, did feel a little like, and so I I kind of feel like these are the kind of things that like, because this wasn't necessarily made for an American audience, they just put in American things and just sure. like, well, his passport, like, in order to prove that he's the president to someone who doesn't know who the president of the U.S. is, his passport has to say that it's the president of the United that States. he's the president and of the now, United States like,
0: several times, in fact. This has a one-on-one on one page and one-on-the-other.
1: Yeah, so, like, now I really want to know, like, if the president does actually get a special passport because uh, if that's the case, then I want to run.
0: Uh I uh <laughs> right because like it, it would I be want a special cool, passport like, his,
1: no one else gets.
0: <laughs> his passport was also like huge. Like it didn't look like a normal passport. Like it was first it was sideways instead of the up, like it was landscape instead of portrait. And I don't know. It just looked different, and I thought it was very interesting. <laughs> um but uh yeah, I want I want a fancy passport. Yeah. I want one that says like uh, I don't know, licensed hetero <laughs> <That's a Scrubs laughs> thing. It's from scrubs uh, <laughs> doctor, uh, Dr. Kelso is like, it's time for her to meet Dr. Kelso licensed hetero. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's really funny. Uh,
1: so yeah, I think that and there there were probably a few other things that I was less paying attention to, but like, I feel like those the fourteen ninety two the President of the United States and the passport, all of those are just for the the sake of like, we have to make sure that these people know that that these he, are americans
0: is, right yeah as if you wouldn't couldn't tell <laughs> so finally you know once they talk out their awkwardness and he's like yes i'm really human yes i'm really the president he's like hey man like, something happened, you know, my my plane crashed, like, everybody's, I don't know where anybody is, but, like, a a whole bunch of people are coming for me, like, you need to get me to the nearest town. And Ascari's <laughs> like, bet, motherfucker, I uh, have to go hunt a deer. And he's like, so I'm the president of the entire United States, I can't go on your hunting trip, I, I need to get to a town. And Ascari's like, nah. And he's and like- I okay. <laughs> this is
1: more important. It's my birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, and the president's like, all right. Then. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: well, all Just right then. Samuel I guess L. We're doing Jackson's birthday. response to that. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> it's this motherfucker's birthday. <laughs> yep.
0: So eventually, uh the you know, the president learns, you know, he finds the the dead Secret Service agents, he sees that their stuff was zip tied. And, you know, he uh, actually sees Morris and uh, Hazar talking about, like, hey, we got to find the president. We got to kill him. And he's like, God damn it. You know, he finds out that he was um, uh, basically um, betrayed. Mm -hmm. Now, meanwhile, we go back to the situation room and we see the vice president. And uh, a whole bunch of other people around and uh, Professor Slughorn, another Harry Potter reference, <laughs> Professor Slughorn, who who exactly was he? Like, he, what, what sort of job do you think he was?
1: He was uh, introduced as basically, like, the best field operative we have. So he's some sort of, like, cross-national intelligence agent or something like that. Like, he was very clearly English. Uh, so yeah. maybe maybe he was MI six or something like that, or maybe he was you know he moved to the US and joined one of the various US intelligence agencies. Maybe he's something else entirely. They right. don't say who he's associated with. They just say like he's our best field operative. We brought him out of retirement for this one job or whatever.
0: Right. And yeah. he just
1: comes in <laughs> eating like a turkey sandwich.
0: <laughs> yeah. Top men, and it's uh. So you know when they're like, okay, we got to figure out what happened, and he was like. Hey, maybe you know there was a you had a guy in the inside, somebody who's stupidly wealthy, you know, with a merc team that could buy this this specific rocket launcher, and uh, that's that's what happened. And they were like, "Hey, that's really specific," and he's like, "I know," <laughs> wink, and everyone's just like, "Cool, all right, that is totally not suspicious, not being sarcastic." Literally, everyone was like, "Cool, yeah. all right, well, that must be it then. You <laughs> got to be right." Because that's your job, I it's guess. They, I don't know.
1: They take him at his word, but like, I don't think anyone actually trusts him. <laughs> but then, yeah, like, he keeps just being like, right. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, they're like, oh, he's like, oh, I know who that is from like an over overview satellite shot. He's like, oh, that's Hazar. This guy here's his entire backstory, and people are like, cool. All right awesome that you knew that that's very convenient anyways and it's like <laughs> hey man someone should be being like wait a minute <laughs>
1: some, someone should be really concerned that this guy just mowing down deli sandwiches and like cold <laughs> cups of coffee all day long uh walking around in like the most english looking sweater vest ever uh, I, it was very happens to know every detail like as or before it's happening <laughs>
0: Yeah. And people are just like, cool. All right. Um, Great. Slughorn. Great. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, so there is a few moments, though, where the uh, vice president, um, which uh, interestingly enough, was played by Victor Garber, who I believe has played the president before. Right. Uh, Has he has he not played a president at some point in something? I feel like he has
1: to have. I mean, he
0: looks very like white guy playing the president. I mean, he plays guy.
1: he plays doctors. He plays yeah, fucking vice presidents. He plays what other positions can a white guy?
0: Again, <laughs> what <laughs> other possible things can white guys do? Uh, he was also um, Dr. Martin Stein, yeah, or, or it, Firestorm from uh, uh, Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, yeah, He's and like Supergirl the, and Arrow.
1: The entire. CW, Arrowverse thing. man. Yeah.
0: I know, but it's more funny when I just list them all. <laughs> um, what's even more funny is that, like, uh, now Lois and Clark and Flash are the only two that are left, and in, like, a year, it'll only be Lois and Clark. So, like, they went from having, like, six DC shows to, like, one. <laughs> the CW just was like... Boof,
1: yeah. like... I would feel something about that if any of them were good.
0: Uh, they weren't. I mean, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow was bonkers for the first couple of seasons and then it got like, so we're doing this again. And the same thing with Flash where it kept being like, oh, cool, just... what villain are you going to do this this uh, season? Oh, it's another speedster? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's just Thawne again? Cool, yeah. I guess. Oh, it's just reverse Flash again? Well, it was just Thawne cool for yep. three seasons again. And it's like, all right, man, I guess we're going to keep doing that Which for like, some reason.
1: The flash comics do introduce a lot of speedster villains or like other sure. speedster characters. That's I mean, true. That's makes accurate. Sense. But also he has an entire group of, of rogues that like they do crimes together and like, that's kind of dope. And like, no one of them is any good, but like all together, they're actually kind of cool. <laughs>
0: Uh, be gay, do crime together. Yes, the That's the moral of the Flash comics. (laughs) Do crime together. Um, uh, but always have an alibi. Uh, so, so here we are, you know, uh, Sam Jackson has learned the truth of this whole scenario. And now a bunch of crazy things happen. So one, uh, Sam Jackson eventually gets caught and put into a freezer because Hazar is crazy and apparently wants to stuff, like, taxidermy stuff him.
1: Oh, so you uh, you hinted at the, the freezer earlier, but uh, we have to we have to explain why the freezer's there. So we, oh, we yeah. mentioned that Tapio, uh, uh, Ascari's father, tells him, like, you know, go to this spot marked on the map. I guarantee you you'll find game there. Uh, and it's the kind of, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And the kid's like, "All right, my my dad, he knows the secret place where I'll definitely find something to hunt." And he gets there and they camp for the night, and then he goes up the the mountain the next day, ready to make his big kill. And he sees a generator running a freezer, and inside it is the head of a buck, with a, a note pinned to it with an arrow that says "Happy birthday from Dad." And he oh. realizes, like, "Oh, Dad, oh, Dad oh. didn't believe in me either."
0: Yeah, it is kind of like a, ah, but oh, yeah. oh, You know, because it's like, oh, that's very cute that he, you know, did this for his for his son and, you know, because he just wants him to succeed and stuff. But then it was like, yeah, but also, like, he doesn't give him a chance to prove himself and it I mean, seems like he doesn't have faith in him and that kind of sucks.
1: I And, like, the way that it comes off to Oscari is definitely shitty, but also, like, from a, a parent's perspective, I can see that from, like, he knows that he's sending his son unprepared out into the wilderness for this I'm... ritual, and like he wants the village to believe in in his son and for him to to seem as you know strong as as the rest. And who the fuck knows if this isn't you know a tradition that's been happening in this family for generations? Because like. Tapio supposedly bagged himself a bear with that fucking bow, Uh, and, you know, maybe Tapio's father did the same thing. Well, Uh, you know,
0: he even says, like, this is, this spot is where our family, like, goes. Like, this is a secret spot that only our family knows. So, you know, I think there could be maybe perhaps lost in translation, but, you know, that could be a, a implied scenario, is that, you know, his dad did this for him and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so that's the case. More about like case.
1: supporting his son. Like he recognized, like I'm not going to like force this child to be this like, you know, manly man of the ages in you know this, you know, living in this like rugged forest life in the 21st century. If that's not who he is, um, but I'm also not going to like subject him to ridicule by like not letting him go through it. Yeah. You know, like, I, yeah, yeah, like I like I it comes across shitty but I, I I see a father's love in that. I totally I totally would
0: do the same. Uh I'm not even going to lie. Like I would, you know, I know it's kind of like cheating, but like in this scenario, like you know, this is a life or death thing, you know, like if mm-hmm. I was worried that my child was going to die, I would do everything I could to make sure that, you know, she succeeded. Yeah. So I get it. I totally get it. I I get Ascari's um, perspective of being, like, bummed out, but I also... Uh, understand uh, Tapio's. So anyway, so that's why the freezer is there. And, you know, Hazal, uh, Hazar um, uh, is like, well, fine, we're going to put you in the freezer. You know, this is great. I'm going to stuff you and taxiderm you, uh, taxidermy you, and, and this is great. So off he goes, and they're carrying the freezer from like, you know, like uh, rescue helicopter style, right? hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And at one point, Ascari jumps onto the freezer (laughs) and starts, like, cutting the thing off. But we also have to mention a couple of things because there's two things that get set up that, in the end, end up paying off. One is... Uh, you know, just before he gets put in the freezer, um, uh, the president, you know, Sam Jackson does in fact, uh, confront Morris, Mm -hmm. um, to which he pulls a gun on Morris and goes to shoot it, but it doesn't shoot. And he was like, you know, next time, and Morris, you know, knocks the gun out of his hand, punches him and is like, look, next time you need to remember... You have to cock the gun first. And he cocks it and starts firing, you know, off to the side and then kind of slaps around uh Sam Jackson for a little while. Which
1: it is it's worth mentioning that this is probably the least badass role I've seen Sam Jackson in.
0: It's true. Like in and in fact, like he doesn't he he doesn't ever have like a hero moment in this movie. And I thought that was really interesting because normally he does. Yeah. Well, I guess he has one. Yeah, the, um, the payoff
1: for what you what you were, For, for what I'm to.
0: setting up now. Yeah, the, yeah.
1: Um, but, but that's like, about it. And even like, that's... He gets his ass handed to him every time he tries to, like, fist fight someone and, like, he doesn't have, uh, uh, like, nearly the, the, like, the one-liners that we're used to him having.
0: Yeah, I mean, he says his one. Uh, you know, and it's even funny because Morris even makes the comment, he was like... Why should I lay down my life for a man who can't even do a push up? He's like, Why am I, you know? And this is kind of like you, you kind of hear Morris's perspective of why he's betraying the president. He's like, Why should I, you know, do this for a man who is weak, you know, all, all in all weak, like not only weak physically, but also as a person, as a president? You know, we, we see that that is, you know, Morris's uh, logic for doing this, that mm-hmm. they were close and then him taking the bullet. Uh, kind of like changed his mind in a way. Um, And the other thing we saw, you know, we talked about it earlier where um, Ascari goes to pull the bow and he can't pull the string hard enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And he does, in fact, try to shoot an arrow at Morris. um, And he, you know, pulls it back and lets go. And it just sort of like, you know, gracefully falls uh, Mm -hmm. to the ground. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And he's (laughs) just like, uh... He's like, ah, shit, you know, and, the, you know, eventually that's, you know, he slaps uh, Ascari around, puts the president in the uh, freezer, then they take off. Ascari now jumps onto the freezer, cuts off the thing, the freezer falls down, they end up falling down the, like, the side of a mountain into a river. It's, and it just, like, they're like, the president's like, we're gonna die! <laughs> and I'm like, you 100% yes. should be dead. You
1: absolutely <laughs> died at least seven times going down that hill. Yeah, and then, like I mean, they, like Ascari's arrows weren't even broken.
0: Yeah, uh, the bow, nothing. Also, so they they see so the the thing is up in the air and Ascari's like on top of the freezer riding it like in the middle, you know, while it's flying in the air and the helicopter and they're like, "Oh no. The kid is on the thing and he's like, "I know. Here's a really great idea. Dip the hanging rope that's attached to our flying very fast helicopter down into the forest where it could potentially get trapped on a tree and cause us to crash violently. Like, that seems like the smart plan for getting rid of this kid.
1: (laughs) But everyone knows that the surest way to ensure that the people that are in the freezer that is dangling from the bottom of your helicopter, the the surest way to, to prevent them from getting away is to get them as close to the ground as possible with nothing stopping them from just jumping out.
0: And slow down, too. That's the other thing that's really important. (laughs) Slow down the helicopter so they have time to do so. Uh, And they do uh, end up, you know, he ends up cutting the line. The freezer falls. They get out. They do their thing. And they end up finding the crashed Air Force One. Now, during all this, we see that the vice president has been making eyes at uh, Slughorn, who keeps texting on his phone, um, all that, and we learn that Slughorn is in fact kind of potentially in charge of making this thing happen.
1: Well, and like just as uh, it, the, uh, it seems like the, the president and Ascari are going to get away, he walks to the side and sends a text. And we're like, oh, who's he texting? And then, of course, immediately Hazari receives a text that says, yep. change of plans, just kill him. And we're like, With
0: uh, coordinates and, as to where he is, and of
1: course, like they don't like it. It is not like shouted from the rooftops that Herman or whatever the hell his name is is the one who sent that. But like it's very obvious the way that they do that back to back. That like, oh, this is the reveal. They've been kind of hinting that maybe he knows too much, but this is the reveal that he was pulling the strings all along. So uh, maybe Hazar wasn't in charge and we get to learn a little bit more about that when Hazar comes after them inside the uh, the airplane.
0: Yeah, and uh uh and and as mentioned the vice president keeps giving uh slughorn Herman or whatever the side eye like what are you doing motherfucker. <laughs> um so now is the big moment where we uh Hazar, you know, drops into the plane. It's uh, Askari and the president and they're there and he's like, "Listen man, like uh, what, what does he say? Cause there is like a reveal where it kind of implies where he's like, I actually don't want to be doing this.
1: He says something to the effect of like, look, we, we weren't, we weren't going to kill you. We were going to kidnap you. We were going to like wait a while and like show the, the video and make, like, you know, make you a martyr and then kill you or something like that. Um... The, the implication being that they were going to, you know, make sure that it was, like, this global news phenomenon that the, the president had been taken and, like, it was this terrorist group uh, that claimed credit and then they would kill him and they said, like, that will make you a martyr. Uh, they don't really go into details about that, but the presumption for me, at least, was that they they meant to essentially like galvanize. Oh, he says something like they'll let the world know that the war on terror is not over. So basically yeah. it sounds like they're trying to like galvanize like a, a fresh fresh uh, resurgence of like anti-terror law, because uh, this is the biggest thing since nine 11. They say at the, you know, when air force one is shot down. Uh, but he says, you know, for, for what it's worth, like I'm on your side. And so it's like, wait, what? And then, we have the the payoff where he, he tries to shoot uh, the president with uh, the same kind of machine pistol, and it doesn't work. And Sam Jackson gets the gun, and he's like, "You got to cock it, motherfucker." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which which of course it does cut out where he says
0: "fucker," but yeah, uh, very great. Yep, and he he ends up killing Hazar. And now, you know, we're left,, uh, you know, for them to try to escape. They end up uh, heading up to the front of the uh, plane and get in the uh, cockpit. They strap themselves in and hit the ejector. Which blows them up in the air. And as they do, they are now facing Morris in his airplane
1: or in his uh, uh, helicopter. Just floating there in the injection seats, like staring eye to eye with the helicopter pilot and Morris, who's hanging out the door with his gun.
0: Yeah, and uh, now we get Ascari's uh, big uh, line where he pulls back his bow and he pulls it back all the way and he goes, do you read me now? And <laughs> fires the arrow to which the arrow flies through the sky, gets all the way to Morris and just sort of bounces off of his chest because obviously he's wearing Kevlar. Yeah. Uh, he's a Secret Service agent. And he just looks at it like, the fuck? What the fuck? You shot <laughs> an just arrow shot at me? shot me with an arrow? Uh, now it is important to note that we do learn earlier, uh, that, uh, Morris was shot and the bullet splintered inside of his butt. So it's very Tony Hawk or, uh, Tony Stark style where the, uh, the bullet is basically working its way and eventually it will reach his heart and kill him. Uh, and it's just, he's like, it's just a splinter away from, you know, reaching my heart and killing me. And apparently, the force of the arrow hitting him just sort of knocks it into place. And uh, just as he's about to fire, he goes, ooh, oh, uh, and he grabs his chest and he falls to the ground and he fires his gun and it shoots the helicopter pilot and they all crash.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, of they, course, they make it out. As the 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 SEAL team is finally arriving for the rescue, they they land at the point where uh, the the young child's journey begins—the little hill with the the trophies on it, where they give the speeches and everything. And they round up all the the men from the village that are waiting, and then slowly drifts down the ejection seat with the president and the kid in it.
0: <laughs> yep, and there they are, and he's like. You know, and, you know, the uh, president makes a really great speech to Tapio. He was like, you know, your son is a is a great hunter. Like, you know, he saved my life. Like, he's a really good man. And, you know, Tapio's like, I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really, really great. Uh, and then, so this is, you know, we get that big moment and they end up taking, so uh, part of the tradition of of Ascari's family is they take a photo of the child on their 13th birthday on the hill with the bow. Mm-hmm. But they end up taking a photo of him, the president, and a whole bunch of like <laughs> like, you know, warship, like top gun style planes flying in the background. And that is Ascari's photo.
1: That's so great. Which is just
0: just so fantastic.
1: It is now not exactly the same, but very similar of energy to the uh the poster.
0: Yes, it is. Now, this is where the part of the movie where it's like, wait, is there more movie? So now it jumps back to um, Slughorn, who after this all happened is just, you know, he. they're like, we got the president, he's safe. And everyone's like, oh, yay. And they're cheering. And, you know, we see the vice president cheer and Herman heads off to the bathroom. And the vice president's like giving him the side eye, like you're being suspicious. And he goes into the bathroom and then the vice president's like, great. You know, we meant to make him a martyr and now he's a hero. Like, also, I missed out on the presidency. Like, how did how did this go so wrong? Like, how did you mess this up so much? Which is crazy, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. now, because we didn't really have an inkling that the vice president
1: was in on this and mm-hmm. now he is. It seemed like he was just suspicious of Herman. Um... But, was and like, not necessarily that he was involved. The only time that it seemed like maybe he could be involved uh, is how quickly uh, Herman uh, was like, oh, the president's dead. You must be sworn in immediately, Mr. Vice President, sir.
0: Yeah, and there like, was that moment you, where he was like, I guess so. What do you
1: have here, exactly? Yeah.
0: <laughs> And it was funny because the the vice president's like, yeah, dude, I guess so. Like, all right, here we go. This is literally
1: the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but I will do it. I will do
0: it it immediately. You you have a book, right? You got the Bible, the Constitution. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, so he's in the bathroom and he's basically like kind of berating Herman, who then slams the vice president's head on the back of the sink, uh, killing him and then takes some uh, some of the hand soap and wipes it on his shoe to make it look like he fell. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that ends our movie, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is definitely where I'm like, wait, that feels very important because the president's going to come home and be like, what did I miss? Why is the vice president dead? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like... It, you know who is actually against me because my secret service agent was clearly against me. Yeah. So like, who else have you on the inside? And now the vice president's dead. This is very shady. But like, we don't see any of that. So what the heck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Every everyone at all connected to this is dead except for the one guy who is just a little too in the know.
0: Yeah. So uh, thus ends our movie. So should you watch this movie? Um. Yes, I I think so. It was fun. Uh, you know, like it had a lot of really fun lines. Ascaris really cool in it. Yeah, it's a fun movie.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. It, it seemed. I I don't know that I would go so far as to say that it was a full on kids movie because there was a lot of like violence and action in it, but like it yeah. seemed a little bit more youth oriented. Uh, but at the same time, it it wasn't super cheesy. It had a good story with, with the exception of the, like, what the fuck happened here at the end? Uh, it was a fun story. It was reasonably predictable, but like not too much. Uh, And of course it's Sam Jackson.
0: It's Sam Jackson, and and Sam Jackson in a slightly different role than what you normally see him, because he is not the hero. He doesn't really—he has this one little moment, but he doesn't, like, Mm -hmm. save the day, you know? Uh, I think, you know, the only thing I can think of that this is akin to is, like, in Deep Blue Sea, when uh, he's making the really big speech, and he's like, no— like, I was in jail, man, and, like, I'm out of jail, and then I made a fortune, and he's like, I I struggled, and I am here, and we are gonna... And then the shark comes the sh- up and just chomps him. <laughs>
1: <That> <laughs> was, up. Honestly, like, to this day is one of the craziest things I've ever seen, that a movie cast Samuel L. Jackson just to kill him with a shark in the first 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It was pretty wild. Uh, Yeah, so there it is. So the movie is streaming on HBO Max in America. So if you are, uh, if you're the type of person that waits to listen to our episodes uh, to watch a movie, there it is. Um, You know What did you think of it? We'd love to hear uh, from you. Hit us up on the Nahoit Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Links down below. Of course, you can also hit up uh, Night Shift Media Group um, at NightShiftMG over on Twitter. And we have announcements about all our brand new shows, Uh, Tipples and Tolkien. We've got a a new show coming up, a Rings of Power after show. Very, very excited for that one coming up soon. Um, So that one's going to be really cool. Very excited for that. Uh, and there it is. So for real, this time, this was the last episode of July for real, as far as (laughs) secrets of July 38th is sneaking up on us. Uh, yeah. So for real, this is the last episode of July. And, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling a little speaking of sharks. Oh, feeling, feeling a little sharky next month since it is technically shark week this past week. So
1: are we going to have a shark month?
0: I think we have to have a shark month. I think that's what we gotta do.
1: I think we should probably have a shark month.
0: All right, shark month it is. (laughs) So there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening. And as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest friends.
1: It is the least you can do. Just
0: minimum. All right, thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. And we will see you next time.
1: Yeah. A father's tragic past hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller Series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition. And we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller Series wherever you listen to podcasts. And visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.